05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And we have Michael Rube with us here from Los Angeles. Did I say your name right there? Uh, Raub, but I get Rube all the time. So I don't, I'm happy with anything. All right. All right. I always ask right before I hit record. And I was like, man, I haven't hit record. That one could go two different ways. And I usually pick the wrong one. But uh, Michael <laughs> Raub, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks. The first question I like to ask to kind of get us into this is uh, Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. So I always like to see what championship leadership means to you when you hear that. Well, first of all, I start off, yeah, I, I was an athlete growing up. So I, I think I always think in terms of sports as I look yeah. at a lot of things in life. I played football in college. And so I do think it's learning about there's leadership where you're just solo. Like, uh, I guess if I go back to sports, I was a wrestler as well. And then there's team-based leadership, which I really think is more essential and, and definitely something that takes work. It's about understanding yourself and it's about understanding the team that you have around you and and really how it support one another and benefit from each other's strengths and help each other where there's weaknesses so i mean i kind of look at leadership as something you have to really take a, a view at everybody including yourself yeah absolutely so you played football in college where'd you go to school i went to university of pennsylvania so okay. not not a line i was a quaker yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Penn, that's like, uh, that brings me to, for whatever reason, which is way off topic, but Aaron Hernandez, right? Didn't his brother play at Penn? Oh, I don't know. Did he? I, I don't know. I mean, I know Aaron was at Florida, but I don't know about his brother. Yeah. Uh, I think his dad played there. And then, uh, you know, I watching the documentary not that long ago, that stood out to me. So like I said, that's way off track, but uh, <laughs> comes to mind for me when I hear Penn. So very cool. What position did you play? I was a strong safety. Okay. So. Awesome. I should have been a little stronger. I should have been a little faster, but that's where I played. Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. That's awesome. What's uh, well, let's talk a little bit about you and your background and kind of the journey that you've been on and, and yeah. what that has you doing today and what you're up to today. Yeah. It's a path that's definitely taken a lot of twists and turns. And I think all of those pieces kind of come together to where I am today. So I went to Penn undergrad. I was a Wharton, Wharton School of Business undergraduate, finance and marketing. So I left college and focused on a career in investment banking where I worked with everything from poultry companies looking to raise initial capital to mergers and acquisitions with some major technology companies. So I got to see a lot in two years, my first two years out of college. I went back to business school at the University of Chicago, 
got my MBA in finance and accounting, and then went back to the investment banking world, same firm, Donaldson, Lufkin, and Jeanette, San Francisco. And I focused on corporate restructuring work and debt capital raising. So, you know, my first early part of my career was very all financially driven, very, very transactionally oriented. But I got to work with a lot of CEOs, CFOs of major corporations, and plus the people around me in the firm. I made a jump at exactly the wrong time. If people remember when the internet bubble burst, I was part of it because I jumped in the beginning of 2000 and to a company that was about to go public. And two months, uh, two months after I joined, we started feeling the tremors. And uh, so I spent two years in a very sad environment of the tech life <laughs> in the Silicon Valley in the early 2000s. And then made a pivot, which I never expected to healthcare, not just even into healthcare, but into healthcare operations through a, a friend ended up involved with a group of surgery centers in Southern California. And suddenly I was running a, a surgery center with a bunch of doctors and nurses. And I had no idea what was going on for the first few months <laughs> um, before that. Then after a few years, I was helping build additional sites. And by the time it's all said and done, I was running three of our six locations. I had a hundred physician partners and we sold to a public company. So, so here I was uh, now an healthcare expert, I guess, after six years in that business. And I went back more to my roots, but still in healthcare, I joined a company called US HealthWorks, headed up acquisitions and helped us expand in uh, occupational medicine space. Went off and did a bunch of entrepreneurial things for a few years, and then ended up in the dental space about five years ago with a company called Western Dental, heading up acquisitions. Did that for about a year. And now on the last five years, I kind of pulled it all together and have focused most of my energy working with emerging growth healthcare companies on acquisitions and capital raising. And then I also work on a more of a strategic advising level to C-suite level executives as they're, you know, from early stage, even to well-established companies on their growth trajectory. Yeah. So kind of a, you know, a meandering road, particularly for a guy who never wanted to be in healthcare. I've been in it for 20 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what goes. All right. That seems how life tends to work a little bit. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. I love it. Who have been some of the leaders, coaches, mentors that maybe have impacted you and your life and your journey, this, this path that you've been on and what is it, you know, specifically like what's some of the characteristics that have really stuck out? Yeah. I think there's a few that stand out really, you know, there's, I have many great people I got to work with. I think there's a few that stand out more than others, including one of my, really my all-time favorites was a guy named Mike DePady. He was a chief financial officer of the ill-fated uh, internet company. He came from a very, he was a very successful guy before he came in there. And he only became more successful after that. So I only worked with him for about a year, but he was really the draw for me as much as the company itself. And I just watched a guy who brought this amazingly positive attitude every day to work. It was infectious around the team around him. He was really smart, but always on point. And also somebody who, you know, here he was, somebody I was reporting to, but was looking, you know, looking for my input on stuff. And I just really appreciated that. It wasn't always just pushing down from a leadership perspective. Really was, he brought me on for a purpose and wanted to understand where my thoughts were. So he was somebody who, uh, he ended up being CEO of Kempton Hotels and sold that group for uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars not too many years ago. So um, a fun guy to really learn from. There's another guy actually from US HealthWorks and Western Dental, Dan Crowley, the CEO there that I worked for. I mean, like me enough that with a 10-year gap, I came back to work with him and do acquisitions again and just really super smart CEO of four companies at one time at one point, oh. uh, which I don't know how he did that, but really, so he created an organization with a lot of 
similar structure and order so that I, when I went to one company to the next, I was like, I know exactly how we operate. All right. I realized that he had sort of his own playbook of how he ran his management teams. And that's been really insightful for me in understanding that it doesn't really matter the business or industry. If you, you know, have a successful framework, you can adapt it and move forward. And that gave him the ability to oversee multiple companies at the same time and built a team that he trusted because he, he couldn't be present all the time. So build a framework and build a, uh, a successful team around that. And I think the final person really has been the most influential of all has been my dad. My dad, uh, you know, which I think, fortunately, I think a lot of people get to say that in life, but yeah. I, I really feel that my dad was a chief financial officer of a major corporation, but I think treated everybody from you know, top to bottom of the organization. And if you ever go anywhere with my parents, they everybody seems to love them. They love every yeah. waiter, waitress. So they just treat everybody with respect and kindness. And it's just the way my dad ran himself in his career. And I think that's really been an important thing for me is to recognize that uh, you know, job titles only matter so much. At some point, it really, you're dealing with people and everyone plays a role. Yeah. And, you know, and again, to appreciate people for what they bring to the business. Yeah, that is huge. And I don't know if it's necessarily true or not. I would hope it's not, but it, it seems like maybe it's not that common to see that. Fortunately, I, I just think like I'm a big Packer fan and we were talking football a little bit earlier oh. before we started. And, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers and everything that was going on this offseason and a big thing of he said very little throughout it. But when he did say a couple of things, he was talking kind of about that, right? Like the organization kind of forgot that this is about the people and uh, the players involved and, you know, how that almost cost them one of the best quarterbacks ever. Right. So very recent example of that. So glad you shared that. And that we actually have had a number of people that do mention their dad, which is good, you know, cause again, I think sometimes uh, not everybody has their father as that example. Yeah. I mean, I still pick his brain, you know, and uh, he's across the country from me, but uh, when we sit together, we typically have our own, like, my informal board meeting. It's me yeah. and my dad. We sit down yeah. for hours and talk about yeah. things I'm working on. And his advice to me is nobody, because nobody's better at understanding me and calling me on my own crap when I'm wrong. So yeah, like totally, he's, right? he's yeah. the best at it. Yeah. <laughs> he probably has no problem doing it. So yeah. Nope. yeah. Very good. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. With that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good yeah. though. You know, that's, you need those people in your life that will tell you what you need to hear versus, you know, what they think you want to hear. So, exactly right. hundred percent. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's shift maybe to, uh, you know, I like to talk about championship leaders having great vision mm -hmm. and, you know, the courage to take action on that vision. Most importantly, what's the vision for you and what you want to do and what you want to, you know, what the impact is you want to make. I know you've, you've yeah. done a lot of shifts and kind of made, yep. sounds like it's brought you full circle a little bit with the experiences that you've had. Maybe even short term, five years from now, where do you want to be? What's the, the vision for you and your impact that you want to make? It's a great question because I, I even, I mean, I'm, I constantly say I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, I've got kids who are already out of college, but I'm still <laughs> figuring out myself. I, you know, I think for me, one thing that's always just motivated me was, is challenge. And so I think that's allowed me to comfortably make pivots and going into different directions is that opportunities and challenges and not being afraid to uh, go into some uncharted areas and, and new businesses uh, almost knowing that relying on the fact that I've gotten, uh, I've made pivots before or made jumps into different industries and, and done that successfully. Those mm -hmm. first several months are not always the easiest, but yeah. ultimately I think those have, I've built upon those. So, you know, part of it is still continued growth. That being said, I, um, you know, increasingly have started to focus a lot of my energy with some businesses that are 
I'm working more where I really can make a difference with the, you know, at a thought level from an advisory perspective. So as much as I like to do my transactional work now, it's really where I can play a role in mentoring some younger entrepreneurs and a couple of businesses and, and really helping them sort of build their own future. And if I can play a small part in that, that's great. And, but here I was getting all this wisdom from other people. Like if I have it, you know, if, if I have anything to offer, it's nice to be able to sort of push that out to other people as well. And in a way that it's, you know, I'm really focused on their business enough that it's, it's specific to their daily activities or at least their daily directions of the business. So that's been really engaging for me. I've been doing more of that in the last year, kind of look to kind of continue playing more of that strategic advisor role. And that's, I can envision myself doing that for a lot of years to come. Yeah, that makes total sense to take what we've learned and the right. experience and knowledge you have and to uh, pass that on. I don't know. It kind of feels like the, the cycle of life. That's almost right. what we're supposed to be doing. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, very cool. What's um what's a critical moment for you? Like, you know, kind of that, that fork in the road type moment where obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today. But you know, had you made a different decision in that moment, you'd be in a very different place. I think, you know, right now, tough times are going through. A lot of people are in those moments and you know, they draw strength off of hearing the stories of others. Yeah, I've had a few different. Um, I think one of the most, I could go back and quarterback it over and over again, I have actually, is when I chose to leave investment banking, I was on a really good career path there, but made the jump to be part of the tech sector at exactly the wrong time. <laughs> so that move ended up being I won't say disastrous, but not great uh, would be fair. But I made that decision for a couple of reasons. And I think that was part of my own, you know, what do I want to get out of life where investment banking is a you know, known to be you know, a very lucrative career if you're successful in it, doing deals and whatever big organization. But I was either living at the office or living on an airplane. And I had one small kid and another one on the way and sort of recognizing for me, my you know thoughts on definition of success were you know kind of scaling up in the investment banking world and realizing at some point i wanted to be that dad coaching coaching teams and being around more so it wasn't going to be the right long term play for me even though i loved the work that i was doing the hours and just the consistent stress weren't going to play out so i, I you know i think I, I had to deal with a lot of twists and turns because i made that move in my career but I really was thinking about what I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to live, you know, I didn't want to live to work. I wanted to work to live. So what, you know, how could I transition and, and, and find a different environment where I could still experience challenge and opportunity and success, but not have to give up being dad, you yeah. know, which, which is what I felt like I was, you know, I felt like it was going to become increasingly challenging. And at that point, also my marriage and is it, how does this career work? You know, I know a lot of people with great second marriages in investment banking. <laughs> and third, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I mean, your priorities were, uh, you know, yeah. you put into play in there. And I think that's pretty admirable. I think there's a lot of people that maybe didn't make that or, or wish they would have and look back, you know, when the time is gone with those regrets of wishing maybe they would have. Well, I have plenty of moves I wish I'd made that I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, well. hopefully we all learn from those, right? You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, Leaving at the time you did and going into the, the tech industry right around the, the time of the burst. And yep. uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you learned and, and grew from that to, to help you where you are today too, right? 
Oh, it did. Yeah. And then certainly I never would have ended up in healthcare for the last 20 years. If I'd not made that the wrong jump there wouldn't have led me into right. what has really been the majority of my career at this point. Yeah. So it, you know, it sort of worked out, I guess, because I, I, maybe that's more of the story is that if you just keep working hard, things will work out. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's, whether it was somebody else's plan, yeah. your own plan, or just by accident, right. Right. you just kind of, this is what these are the hands, that's the hand I've been dealt now keep moving yeah. forward. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, uh, as we start to wrap this up, uh, one more question here for you. You know, if you were to give one or two things to the listeners today that if they implemented and took action right away today, it would help move their life forward. What would that be? I think it's really important. Uh, my, I rem- try to remind myself of it all the time is that to play to your strengths and recognize what your weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then start to decide where those weaknesses are areas where you have, you can grow and, and become something you're competent at or, Sometimes it's just never in your wheelhouse. And so recognize what you can do and what you can't do. And, and also, you might be good at something, but you absolutely hate it. And particularly when you start to think about entrepreneurs wearing so many yeah, hats, right. like what are the things that you would, the business would best benefit for getting off your plate? Whether it's something you just hate doing, so you're miserable, or mm-hmm. something somebody else could more like managing social media. I don't know. I could give my daughter the task in five minutes. She thinks it's a joke. For me, it's like a nightmare to think about posting and putting one post up or something. So, you know, I I think it's recognizing, you know, the people, understanding the people around you and their strengths as well as your own and, and really then empowering those people that you work with to step up, never be afraid for somebody to outgrow their role or even outgrow your own organization. Cause at least at that point you're sort of giving people a path forward in life. And I think that's important. I think that's all championship leadership right there is what you're talking about. So that's beautiful. What, uh, what are some ways that the listeners could find out more about what, what you're up to and follow you? Uh, yeah, I live on LinkedIn, so that's the easy, and I promise there's not many Michael Raubs. So out there, so, <laughs> right, right. Um, but, uh, but also I have my website, in, which is inflection, not an infection, but inflection360.com. So those are probably the two best ways. But LinkedIn is, I love when people reach out and just want to connect. And even if there's not a long-term opportunity to do some work together, I still like to understand people's, what their journey they're on and, and helping them. And even if I give uh, you know, a couple of cents of advice, if it's helpful to somebody, it's just kind of great to make those connections. So I, I, I encourage people to reach out to me if you know, if, they, if they ever have a, anything sort of in their head that they want to chat about. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll get those uh, of course linked up too for the listeners. So you can uh, find those easily for Michael and I appreciate you taking the time today and, and being on the show. It's been great. It's been pr- yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Have a good day. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm gonna lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. Look at us, 
Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, championship, championship leadership podcast. Championship leadership podcast. With Nate